56 of Rise of the Star Lords. I'm calling this one Home at Last because while we have been home in Sandpoint for the f- past few episodes, this is the first time you've been home and I think I'm going to just say stress free. You're not in a conflict <laughs> and it's been a while. Uh, last week, our heroes defeated the last of the attacking Chthonic Lunar Giants uh, and. K- defeated you know either killed and or captured them i got a trio of them to surrender because for some reason those guys turned into the three stooges on my heads on my hands whatever i can't talk and uh you ultimately saved sandpoint and more importantly the scarnetti manor (sighs) i know your heart was in your throat when you realized <gasps> the Scarnetti matter, Manor was in danger, but you did ultimately save it and get some loot out of it, which I did send your way. Um, and I probably put on the loot sheet. Uh, this is nice to have your stuff. You might not have. I did send the, the handouts your way uh, in roll 20. I made them visible. It's under Fortress Loot. Ah. And there's... Okay. There's a, there's a little something left we have to deal with at Scarnetti Manor, potentially. But uh, if you are have watched us many, many times before, if, uh, you notice that we've got a new layout. Nick did amazing work. Uh, and if you'll notice it, at the corners of each one of my players' video windows, there's some fancy new art there, uh, courtesy of Treadlocity who does a really cool and cute little comic strip that I see posted all over the Facebook Starfinder groups. And they have an, inst- they have, you know, they have a, uh, not inst- I'm sure they probably have an Instagram, but um, imager account, I believe is where I found them. They also have a Twitter at Treadlocity and it's a little tough seeing them on those little tiny windows there. So I'm going to take us over to another screen briefly and you'll get to see a big old blown up group image. And there they are in all their glory. I think Treadlosity did a fantastic job capturing these characters. And as much as I love all of them, holy crap, Ava looks bad. A. <laughs> I don't know. I think Artanya is my favorite. I mean, is cute as heck, but like that picture captures like, I feel like the essence of Ava. <laughs> like so uh, hard. The you might need, I, I don't know if I'm really behind on the stream, but you might need to bring people over to the Roll20 view in order to be able to see what we're looking at here. Remember, you have two layouts. Now, yeah, I, sw- I switched us to the, oh, I know what it is. I forgot you switched it, but you didn't hit the button, did you? I didn't hit the button. But here it is in all its glory for you to actually see. I apologize. I was so excited about the art. Um, it's it's pretty great. It's great art. It fit very well into a group shot, too. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah, it is It is pretty, pretty amazing. And we have two more character teasers uh, on the way. If you're here tonight, you get to see it all a little bit early because yep. we still have um, Ben and Ava's 
teasers that you'll be able to see in the next couple of days here. <laughs> yes, Ghost. Her trademark lash that she's had since book one. <laughs> persons you know you just get stuff buried at the bottom and then oh hey right this thing yep um so yeah that that's that's great i was so excited seeing these as they happened um and they turned out fantastically i thought Uh, i agree but our icebreaker this week is courtesy of the Pope. It says, "What does your character's favorite shirt look like, and why is it? Why is it that thought? Yeah, I know, right? I didn't know the Pope liked our show. Man, I'm so honored. I suspect that it might not actually be the Pope. That's why I said it in a questioning tone." Blessed for me. Sure, we will say thank you to the apostolic heir of St. Peter and the Vicar of Christ. Thank you very much. You're holy. Wait, you mean I can't trust everything I read on the internet? You totally can, Tom. Keep trusting what you believe, what you read on the internet. It's all true. Thank goodness. Yeah, yeah. Um, just derailed myself. Let's uh, let's go left to right and then up. So. Nick, what's Lahan's favorite shirt look like, and why is it their top pick? Uh, Lahan's favorite shirt um, is a strawberry machine cake shirt that she's had for like uh, a zillion years and starting to get holes in it. Um, But she got it like the one time that they came to the backwater that is Sandpoint, you know, a zillion years ago, um, and they'll never come back. So she has to keep the shirt forever. Back when they were touring in their space van days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. Uh, who wants to make up something silly about Finn? <laughs> As Finn's favorite shirt is uh, it's a it's just got a big heart on it. He got it from his uh, his was was she a hobgoblin girlfriend? I can't remember. Well, Berthana is the girl, the woman that he's currently dating, and she is a hobgoblin. That's it. Yeah. Okay. I remember correctly. Uh, yeah. No. Not silly. Just cute. <clears throat> uh, nice. Uh, and then that leads us into uh, Ava and Leif. Uh, Ava's favorite shirt is Finn's favorite. No. Um, it's <laughs> a. Believe it or not, she actually has a shirt that her goblin parents made for her before they were brutally murdered. Um, no, not by Ava. Oh. Really? Um, <laughs> It, it's uh, it's it's made out of um, dog fur, so it's a little, a little bit. But we we don't talk about that. They the best of intentions were were there when they made this shirt for her, for and some... it's, uh, it's very sweet, very cute. Does definitely doesn't fit her anymore because you know it was made for her when she was ten years old. But that also has been riding around in her bag since session one. I, for some reason, I'm picturing Kali. And that the shirt has like the little hood, the, the hood, which is the, like the dog's head with the ears sticking up. Oh. Thank you for the detail. <laughs> See, I crossed the line. You just, but you just kind of picked it up and ran with it after I crossed the line. Right? <laughs> I did. I didn't come up with that. Brings the gross as Jet's subtitle, and then I didn't because I felt I was like, you know what? No, we're gonna let that die. <laughs> And I said, you're masturbating. I should have done it. I should have done it. 
You probably should have. We can always change it down the line. Uh, Thanks. uh, I didn't come up with that entirely on my own. I believe it was David Eddings uh, wrote the... can't remember the first... It's the something of... Arthas or Anthelus or something. Chronicles of... It's... It's not the Belgariad. It's like it's a book that he did off to the side, and it was just this uneducated dude, little kid who ended up like growing up, basically being raised by a goddess that he ended up falling in love with. And his hands down favorite thing was this like poncho that he had that was made of a wolf pelt, and it still had the wolf head on it. With and his favorite part was that the ears stuck up. And over the centuries, it disappeared, it faded away, and eventually it got to the point where he 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 was able to travel back in time. And the one thing that he made happen in all of the timelines was he got himself a new wolf skin poncho because <laughs> he couldn't let that go. Mm. That just stuck in my head. But uh, stepping away from the gross, hopefully. Hey, Tom. Tell us about Hisinto's oh. favorite shirt. And maybe Artanya's? Does, does Hisinto dress up Artanya? Uh no. No, Artanya's a free boy. Uh he, he doesn't wear he doesn't wear clothes. Uh also, if he did, any clothes that he had for Artanya would have just been thrown out the window because when when Artanya, you know, grew three sizes too big. Um so our uh Jacinto's favorite shirt is actually one that it was it was gotten for him as a gag gift uh by Rackus. And it's a picture of the t- it's it's one of those shirts that you print a picture on. Um and it's just a picture of uh Jacinto, Rackus, and their two parents, who definitely have names and and lives and backstories. Um and it's the four of them uh on this just you know plain black t-shirt with uh with the picture and um Jacinto sort of uh just carries that around and uh you know occasionally takes it out and looks at it but yeah that is adorable one of these days I'm gonna submit some questions and it's gonna be like tell us about your parents just a- <laughs> give us a genealogy yeah. so i'm not alone in fleshing out my entire family tree because <laughs> i'm crazy no. let uh, me test out that genealogy i made two years ago yeah uh and because it was driving me crazy not remembering a book title correctly it's the redemption of alpha Altheus is the book interesting yes and last but definitely not least Conrad and um, Okay, so I like that the artist was faithful to the image of Grar, which is um, which reflects the answer to your question because he uh, he barely wears clothing. In fact, he is bare naked much of the time. I, I got those two puns before you, Tom. So you saw my face light up. <laughs> Uh, but in all, in all seriousness, so like, um, so one of the things I have uh, mechanically just like superficially done with Grar is that he doesn't wear armor, he just eats armor and gets all the benefits from it. Um, so like, he still gets the encumbrance, it's not like cheating or anything like that. Uh, but I prefer this image of like, just him being, you know, a very au naturel bear. <laughs> like, lumbering across the battlefield, killing things with, you know, uh, 
the basic entropic enemy of the universe or entropic energy of the universe while you know wearing nothing but a trucker hat gosh I, gosh I can't wait for you to meet Mayor Devrin who's also an uplifted bear and I'm sure she she wears clothes and all of that stuff she's gonna she's just gonna be like oh uh. <laughs> Uh, okay. Akrar just now acknowledge your modesty this <laughs> That or she's gonna just stare at you. One or the other. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, we've got the 20 sided die that's gonna make that decision, right? Maybe, yeah. Make, uh, a, make a charisma roll. Let's see if this is a positive or negative interaction. Uh, let's see. Which, what's my dumb stat? Alright. <laughs> the one I'm gonna ask for. Great. Great. Right. So, 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 when last we left off, we were on, pardon me, uh, we were at the Scarnetti Mansion, and you had just beaten up some giants, they surrendered to you, and they had given you some very, ex- pardon me, I had a delicious root, root beer. And it's trying to talk to all of you. It's a WBC Chicago-style root beer, and they're quite delightful. But you have, I don't know how many ferromagnetic storm hammers. I don't know how many Kyokar plating Mark III's with juggernaut boosters and a Mark III null space chamber. You got a bunch of that. You also... Everyone's got a null space chamber. Got it. Yep. Yeah, yep. you also Our have has two null space chambers actually. Yeah, you also have some a trio of environment or environmental collars. Uh, you got an annihilator white star nova lance with I mean, it's in the name, it's got an annihilator fusion. Uh, some fossil wrap mark two. You got all that stuff, and I'm just working my way down the list until I get to the stuff at the Scarnetti mansion because, um. You got four exotic tapestries worth a total of 12,000 credits. If I am not remembering incorrectly, that is that is each. But let me double check. Yep, 12,000 credits each. <laughs> Crates of precious metal tableware worth 10,000 credits total. Barrels of exotic wine and brandy worth a total of 14,000 credits. And you have a Triaxian teakwood desk inlaid with Noqual worth 6,000 credits. And I think as that giant sort of was like reaching into the null space chamber and being like, one for you, one for me, one for you, one for me. And they set that desk down. Um, uh, I think it was a little bit of a rough set down. And I would like perception checks on that desk. Oh, snap. That's, that's, my, favorite, that's my favorite skill. As he was doing this, I'm sure we called the uh, the thirty nine to perceive the heck out of that desk. You oh. did perceive the heck out of that desk. Wow, Jacinto, you didn't notice this. Grar doesn't notice this. Ava just barely notices this. Uh, there is a hidden compartment, and it contains several data chips. Um, yeah. 
uh, there was a there was a computer built into the desk, and that you found a secret compartment that cont- contained like a, a multitude of tiny little like micro SD style data chips. No. Okay. Okay. So we, we call the the twins and and tell them to bring the the heartbreaker back over so we can load up all of this big large stuff. Sure. And the Scarnettis oh, are. Load it up because I'm picturing in my head we're just like selling it back to the Scarnettis. Hey, you want your stuff back? <laughs> I was just picturing you'd be like trucking it across the lawn to your family's estate. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> but uh, so you find several, you, you find messages addressed to Titus Scarnetti from local crime lord Jubrail Visky that reveal not only that Titus has hired Jubrail to burn down several of the material processing plants in the region ensuring that the Scarnetti's plant could gain more business, which is what was putting a bunch of pressure on your family, Lahan. Um, You also learn that Jubrail has reversed the attack and is now blackmailing the Scarnetti family for regular payments. Uh, He is threatening to reveal information to Sheriff Hemlock. That, uh, that Scarnetti paid one of his boys to light those fires. And you also find some evidence to indicate that let me get this NPC's name correct because I know their nickname is the Pill Bug. Oh, the, the shady shopkeeper guy. Yeah, Oliver yeah. Pillbug Potaker. Uh, there is in- evidence in there indicating that he was paid to give your father cancer. <laughs> what? what? We take <laughs> all those evidence ever- after we use it to get them to buy their stuff back, take directly to the bear. Um, wow. That's so. They, so this has been a this has been a long game because your father. Uh, I know it's been a little while since we talked about it. He's been sick. Well, you didn't know this. Your older oldest brother, I believe, knew this. He would make yearly or every other year, he would make long trips to Magnamar and you just thought he was dealing with business. And it had turned out that he was actually going there and being treated for cancer that just kept coming back. And it was just draining your finances horrendously because this was just especially especially horrendous um, form of it. Um, so um, we're so we're just gonna like sue our neighbors and take all their stuff now. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so do with that what you will. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. And you have yep. the, the unconscious yeah. Scarnettis at your mercy right now as well. Actually, hold on. Strike a one, man. <laughs> <laughs> Neutral good. Mm, that's that's what mine says too. I mean, if we take if we take this to the mayor, his, their finances are just going to get locked up for years because they're going to jail. True, and also remember. Um, you guys are doing okay financially now because you have set up that alternate processing plant with the goblins. So if you wanted them to go to jail and you're just like, in a couple of years, we're going to get a big windfall. 
Yeah, yeah, okay. I'll go back to my previous statement. We did directly to the mayor. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, yeah, so would you just, like, call the sheriff, call the mayor, and tell them to come here, you think? Because they're just, you're dealing with the aftermath of the attack. How would this shake out? We, we're, we're not in combat, so we can get a little narrative here. How do you think that this would sort of wrap up and then we can have some little scenes here and there? I'm giving you a lot of freedom here, Nick. This is this is your character's family and some a, a big turnaround on what's been happening. Yeah, that's true. Um... Because they were trying to pressure you to marry the Scarnettis, like the Scarnettis were. Your dad was trying to fight it, but he was just, he was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> you know, he keeps getting sick. Their finances are tight. Their resources are being stripped from them. Yeah, and it's all because these uh, these folks are flea, flea heads. But they're going to get what's coming to them. Um I suppose we go we go track we'd have to go track down. We need to we need to sort out the end of this attack first, right? Yeah. And Hasinda was about to lead these giants off to jail. You were under the premise that uh that we were gonna let's get them off the planet, right? Yes. So, yeah. so how that happens is, of course, uh, Jacinto successfully bluffed them last time, so I'm going to ride off of that. Uh, Jacinto leads them into the Heartbreaker, uh, onto the drop. Uh, oh, the drop pod is probably not big enough for three huge creatures, if I remember correctly. But um, I guess what we'll do is we'll lead them into a little hatch on the Heartbreaker, and uh, we park the ship uh, right next to Sheriff Hawthorne. Yes. Hemlock. Hemlock. Very Baylor close. Baylor Hemlock. Yes. Um, so Sheriff. one thing you're going to need to remember, if you look at the Sandpoint map, there's three big old craters on it. That crater on the left. Uh, and, and strictly speaking, these craters are dramatic indicators of an orbital strike. It doesn't necessarily mean that there's nothing but a crater there, but they indicate where an orbital strike struck. So the the uh, starting at the top right is the Sandpoint Cathedral, the one that they just built not too long ago after having the previous one burned down to the ground. The second one, which is to the left, is the Sandpoint Garrison, which I believe the sheriff and law enforcement operated out of. And then the bottom one, uh, to the right is Sandpoint Theater, which that one is kind of a crater because that one was just wood. Yeah. Uh, what's the garrison look like? Did did everybody survive that bombardment? Like, let's well, let's figure that out. Yep. Yeah, so I'm going to say, like, looking at it, um, it survived relatively well because the garrison uh, and like the town town hall. Those were some of the first structures built when Sandpoint was founded and they went for durability. Uh, I mentioned it many, many episodes ago that some of the older structures were built to survive incredibly harsh conditions, you know, like the goblin attacks, like all that other stuff. And then once they'd gotten more comfortable and expanded the town, they might've gone back and done some aesthetic things to the exterior. But um, the garrison was built, you know, like, 
reinforced concrete. It's like a reinforced concrete structure, like the equipment, you know, the equivalent to something like that. So it was damaged. People are hurt. Less people than you would have expected died, but they did have some losses. Uh, the cathedral didn't fare quite as well, but it definitely stood up better than the theater. And the theater is just a smoking ruin. And uh, if you spent any time looking at it, you would be seeing. <sighs> let me let me just do a quick search because there is I know the guy's first name. Apologies. No worries. Sir Jasper Korvosky. Um, hey, we never determined what species he is, but Sir Jasper is actually a star knight, follows Abadar. Um, he used to, you know, gallivant around the universe, righting wrongs and doing, trying to do good, but he has since sort of retired to Sandpoint, and he struck up a romance with Cyrdic Drakus, who is a Brunneri. Um And the Scarnettis poo-pooed their relationship because, as we've established long ago, they're Fleemheads, and the Scarnettis, at the very least on the surface and to the public, decided to uh, espouse unpleasant ideals about people that, that, that don't conform to, what, conform to what they believe to be the norm. Um, in this instance, ah. it was an interspecies and same-sex couple, and the Scarnettis were just jerk-offs about it. And... Ah. Yeah. Oh, let me surprise. Well, um, I mean, I, presumably interspecies, unless we want Sir Jasper to also be Brunary. Well, I, I did have a suggestion. Yeah. Uh, as to the species of Sir Jasper. Um, uplifted bear. <laughs> now is I this... was going to say Vlaka, so that he's a good boy. Yeah, Vlaka. I like a Vlaka Star Knight. That sounds great. Fine. Just I'm sorry. Toss my idea to the curb. No, no, it's fine. Somebody's got to carry the torch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's good call. I have like too many uplifted bears already. Yes. That's the joke. Um, but if you observe the theater for any length of time, you see Sir Jasper just crying and devastated and just like barehanded digging through the charred ruins. Um, oh. Um, we will we will help if this is something that we can help. Um you can help um i <laughs> i am going to be very upfront there were no survivors in the theater um Sergic oh. Drakus and his workers took shelter in the basement but the basement wasn't designed to be like a uh, a survival shelter or anything this was a structure built way down the line it was a theater in you know a frontier town um, after the town had already been thoroughly settled, it wasn't it wasn't built like the garrison. You know, it was a wooden structure over like a regular foundation and basement. And when it got struck, the building did very little to shield them, and they kind of got buried. And there was fire, and it was it was not not pleasant. Um, but you can't help retrieve 
the fallen and help set them up for a proper burial. Uh, but Sir Jasper is very devastated. Um, isn't there reincarnate? Yeah, see, I thought so. Um, Jacinto just so happens to uh, have a spell gem. Hold on, hold, hold, hold the phone. Uh, phone falls spell. There we go. Jacinto uh, <laughs> just so happens to have a spell gem of reincarnate on his body, uh, and uh, will be. I don't know. You can't give me all this backstory, Jet, and then expect me not to use my godly powers to bring them back to life. Uh, I, I oh, see, so you said you said reincarnate, and I was like, by the I way, everybody listening, my players, mean, they hit level 12, and we're going to talk about some of the new things that they get there, but I was wondering if Asinto had taken reincarnate. No. What were you saying, Leif? Don't we? Don't you need bodies to be able to reincarnate people? I, I have a feeling that orbital bombardment strikes would have vaporized much of anything there. Um, it... Or am I mistaken? They they basically died when the building collapsed upon them because they were in the basement. So their body's not annihilated. Um, it I was... do not have a firm grasp on orbital bombardments then. Also, it was, a, it was an energy ray attack. It's not like it was a KEW strike from orbit. You know, like it wasn't a tungsten rod striking with the force of a small nuclear bomb. Uh, the conditions of the remains is not a factor for reincarnate. As uh, as the dead creature is returning in a new body. Uh, yeah. Cool. Do we... Oh, there's even... there's a, So, if you want to do this, Tom, you need to roll a um, D100. I will, and I will uh, pay the cost for... Uh, let's see. The, the 1,000 credit monument is also going to be a uh, holy symbol of Eurasia that Sento sort of uh, keeps on his person. Um, so let's roll that D100, and then I'll pay a bunch of credits to bring back this NPC. Uh, ooh, 76 is a Sheeran. Yeah. Um, so the Brunary remains... Um, they I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make this not gross uh, a cocoon of energy matching what does the energy usually look like when you have spells Tom I have forgotten is it sort of a golden yeah I'd say like a, a, a golden uh, energy with that sort of swirls around its target so I, I think it's it's a cocoon made of golden musical notes that sort of formed around Cyrdic Dracus and it seals them in and you know a little bit of time passes about 10 minutes or so <laughs> and um, then uh, a hand just bursts out of it and Cyrdic Dracus now a Sheeran what kind of Sheeran because I always describe these I give I, I pick for these aliens, they're like, oh, it's an insect. I usually pick like an earthly insect that they are reminiscent of rather than it just being generic Sheeran. What kind of what kind of buggo do you think Cyrdic Dracus is? Oh, see, I never flavored it that way myself. Um, I think uh, they have come back as a rhino beetle. <laughs> a, 
a rhino beetle thespian. That's that's lovely, and um, I don't even think Sir Jasper hesitates. I'm not gonna stop making sure in weird shades. <laughs> um, I don't even think Sir Jasper hesitates. I think there's instantaneously hugs and you know espousals of love and affection and um sad tears turn into happy tears uh, so there's that and so that's that's the theater you detour there you probably even got the giants to help you uh, they're big. They can move rubble. Uh, mm. And you can continue on to the garrison, which was damaged but still stands. And they had relatively minimal casualties, especially compared to the theater that you were just at. Um, Sheriff Baylor is directing sort of triage stations. Father Xantis is there um, helping because uh, there was a significantly more people at the garrison and around it than there was specifically in the temple. Xantus does not look great. Xantus is sporting like a piece of cloth wrapped over one of his eyes and he is missing an arm. Uh, but he is he's not stopping. He's going from person to person finding the people that are in most dire straits and he is trying to stabilize them and keep them among the living. Uh, mm. uh, yeah, I think Jacinto will uh, look to the rest of the party and look back at Father Xantis and uh, say to the party, um, I, I think I'm going to go help uh, with the wounded. Um, Will you all uh, keep me up to date, uh, you know, up here? Because uh, we're telepathically linked. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, and thanks. yeah, like the mayor and the sheriff are directing um, volunteers, you know, first responders, all that. And Xantis, like I said, he's trying to stabilize people. Jacinto's going to help. Um that will tremendously ease his burden because he does have uh, acolytes that are helping, but they're significantly less powerful than him. They can only do so much. There are a few other priests of other faiths because this, this was like a... This wasn't, strictly speaking, a temple just dedicated to Desna. It was dedicated to the... The Universalist temple. Yeah, it was, the, it was, it, it was there for everyone in town. So, like... You know, it has the different lobes to it, and there might be smaller, slightly smaller shrines to the different deities, and then like the central area where they would be performing services, that was just non-denominational. So whoever was happening to do services could move into the front and take like pride of place for that moment. Hmm. So there are yeah. people helping, but it is it's it's pretty touch and go. A lot of people got messed up. Jacinto mm. uh wades in with his little uh, the shepherd's crook staff of mystic healing and Artania sort of trails behind him. Yeah. Uh, I imagine trying. you could do tremendous good with your 
Song of the Spheres. Because just giving like a burst of regeneration mm. could do amazing. Yeah, it is fast healing. It's not temporary hit points. It's just straight. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, yes. Uh, yeah, I like that idea a lot. Jacinto will um, wait, you know, just sort of walk out and uh, start channeling periodically uh, throughout the room. He'll start channeling and uh, the, the wounded will hear uh gentle music sort of uh supporting them buoying them yeah that's that's pretty great uh while Jacinto's doing that what would the rest of you be doing and you don't forget your three your trio of giant prisoners and some unconscious scarnettis um well we're taking them to the garrison sure Um, sure um, the cells would be in the basement. I don't know that the giants are going to fit in there. Uh, but the, the giants, uh, just because that's how I played them, they're very Three Stooges. They're not as downright awful as the other giants you've faced. They're pretty tractable. You could get them to help out with things if you want. It's up to you. I'm just giving it to you as an option. Fair. They are. They are very three stooges. We uh we got a lapis. You wanna uh, oh. uncover her video jet? Sure. Um, uh, standards. I guess uh Lahan will lead our little victory. Um, our little entourage up to the sheriff and the mayor. Um. People say, look super alarmed when the giants get close. I'll tell you that. <laughs> don't don't worry. They're 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 with us. They've surrendered. Uh, this, this reminds me of Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> he wants a job. Yeah the the sheriff relaxed relaxes fractionally, but he is keeping a wary eye on the giants. But he trusts you folks a tremendous amount based on the things you've done for the town and the region in the past. Sheriff, these three have surrendered. They they've asked for a, a ride off planet, but maybe they could be some help in the cleanup efforts. Uh yeah, that sounds good. And he just does a he does a like the two fingered whistle that I cannot do and I would not want to do in this audio medium that's just ear breakingly no, loud. Don't whistle on yeah, Please. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm just trying to describe what he's doing. And uh, a couple of his deputies run over. Uh, probably a, a trio of his deputies run over. And he, he's like, you stay with that one. You stay with that one. You stay with that one. Let me know if they act out. Uh, put him to work. <laughs> and the giants are just like, okay. <laughs> They're 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 slightly smarter than Lunderbar. <laughs> if you if you help out, we'll uh, we'll we'll make sure you get what's coming to you. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, Sheriff, what can we do to help? Uh, I see Jacinto's helping to heal the wounded. Can you just? Uh, may, just go building to building, just check, see if anyone's injured, get them here if you can. And, you know, we don't, 
I'm assuming you're willing to do this. We don't need to role play that out. You guys can just help recover anyone that's injured, get them to a triage point. You know, if there's damaged buildings, you know, yeah, maybe. I was going to say, Lahan will like go assess structural damage. Yeah, you might you might be going around with like space spray paint and being like, do not enter. <laughs> um, and at some point, I think. Uh, tearing into town uh, you see your father because <laughs> he has seen your ship flying around and it seems like the danger is over uh, and he, he's tearing into town on your good friend uh, Shadow Mist good old Shadow Mist yeah Shadow Mist they, such uh, a good boy your, your father is looking significantly more healthy because he has not gotten ill since the last time you've seen him. And he and Shadow Mist seem to be on pretty good terms. Uh, I feel like there is probably him diving off of Shadow Mist into almost like a, a tackle hug. He was very worried for you and he's probably like berating you for doing dangerous things because he again saw you in a dog fight with a destroyer. Save the whole time. The twins were right there with me. The heartbreaker had <laughs> just blood vessels, just ready to burst. Just so much stress. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, don't ever do that again. Oh my god, there! I think he's a little bit of an old man voice. Don't ever do that again. Oh, I, I, I could not deal with it if I lost you two. Uh, you know, just lots of stuff like that. And I was defending the town. Are we are we found these uh these data chips? The uh, the Scarnettis aren't gonna be a problem anymore. Sure. Uh yeah, if he if he gets a chance to look at those, he is incredibly upset, as you can tell. I don't even know how he would react to that. He just finds out that he's been systematically targeted in so many ways by this other family when he just thought they were a bunch of jerks and uh i don't i feel like there's that moment where he just kind of plops down on his butt and he's just in shock it's fair uh, yeah and i think you know you probably would at some point when things calm down slightly give those data chips to the sheriff um, yeah, yeah. Once like things are secure, and you know, probably you know, after you know, people have eaten and slept and things. Yeah, they're yeah. they're evil, but um, like getting everybody safe and revived and a place to stay after a huge disaster, I think is more important. Yeah, and I think that very quickly leads to the Scarnettis being thrown in jail. And also, Jubrail Vishki being thrown in jail because he because there was evidence that he was part of all that. Uh, I think some of the like a local the local um, can't remember the name of the gang off the top of my head, but the gang that v Vishki was in charge of, um, they operated out of the Fat Man's feed bag. I think there was a raid on the Fat Man Fat Man's feed bag, and a whole bunch of arrests happened. Uh, is what hap is what what happened there with that evidence, and Mayor Deverin uh, 
offers you a reward should you choose to accept it. They they scrape together 20,000 credits to give to you if you would like it. Yeah. Thank you. Sure. That... Just, you know, doing my duty protecting the town. Yeah, 20,000 credits. It's like they've just they've probably just raided Scarnetti's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why I don't feel bad. So it's not out of the town coffers exactly. Um, that's that's fair. Otherwise, I would have been like, oh, we shouldn't take 20,000 yeah. credits when we've got like so much money coming to us already. <laughs> Especially but, when the town is destroyed. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, so. That's sort of wrapping that up. How much, wh- where would you go from here? Would you talk to the giants some more? Get some more information, get some information from them? Cause you never, like you talked to them a little bit, but you didn't really interrogate them to get more information about what was going on out of them. I don't think. Um, I thought, or did you? Maybe I'm misremembering. I thought we got everything we could out of them. Maybe that's what it is. And my brain is just being dumb. Do we already know who sent them and all that fun jazz? Yeah. Um, Mokmurian. You learned about Mokmurian the last time, right? The ancient lords. We talked about that, right? May. Ah, man. We might need a refresh. Maybe we should interrogate yeah. the giants. Sure, <laughs> sure. Let's, uh, yeah. Why don't we just, uh, you know, get some of our faces in here to role play? Uh, Sure. Yeah. Sure. You know, after a couple days, the giants helping out around town. Uh, you know, they're kind of camping out, probably right, in, right next to the garrison because there's not anywhere that's going to fit them. Really, maybe because the, you know they want to keep them near the guards. They don't want them really on the docks where probably some warehouses are, or maybe they, yeah, maybe they put them in a warehouse. Uh, you know, some guards outside. But the giants are not misbehaving at all. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So we can all we can all go over there and sort of talk them up. And Hacinto um, will say, "So, uh, Steve, who did who, who did you say it was that uh, sent you here again? Because um, we need some information. Sure. Make make me." A diplomacy check. Yeah. Um, beforehand, we could have perhaps talked about maybe because these guys have been being really helpful, even if they did come here with with you know malintent and all that. Uh, maybe we could maybe we could talk about you know deals and stuff because Asinto's starting to feel badly with these guys you know doing all this work for us and then we just like clap them in irons after you know. Maybe we could uh. Got some sort of deal for him. I don't know. We could offer them a job up at the up at the dam, you know, with the black arrows. Oh yeah. Oh, I like that idea. Yeah. Man, we're yeah, building yeah. a business empire. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. This is all I mean, going. Is all going according. Lahan's just gonna be like the the CEO who doesn't like actually do any of the business stuff and just like make us into the face. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you could do oh, that. Yeah, I'll own the company and we'll make Sinto the CEO. Yes. Yeah. You could I'll do that. Here. I also remember you jokingly 
I think one of us jokingly mentioned like you being just sending them to the black arrows. The black arrows are now just run by like just full of giants. Uh-huh. <laughs> giants so, that we've converted. It's and you know this yeah. is restorative justice. We're not just murdering things. It's an army of 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 bumbles. Uh, to continue the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> Uh, uh, so yeah, I will offer this this deal to them as well, and say, you know, like if you cooperate with us, you all have been very helpful. We could uh, we could hook you up with a job instead of you know any sort of um, litigations you might be facing right now. Yeah, and yeah. and from what I've heard, Mogburian is not uh, the most forgiving of failure. Uh, make that diplomacy roll. Lahan, feel free to aid if you would like. Can I aid? Okay. Sure. What would Finn say to help this? Can I aid diplomacy with intimidation? Uh, you would aid it with diplomacy. Dang. <laughs> I, I'm just curious. Lahan <laughs> well, is not very convincing. Yeah, good thing this is not Pathfinder 2E. <laughs> ah. Yeah, that's a natty one. For a total of two. All right, just waiting on Finn's aid. If you want yeah. to roll diplomacy, and then I will roll my check. I think I can uh, actually auto auto aid. I've got like a twelve in diplomacy, if I remember correctly. Then yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, you know, he's got your best interests in mind. You really don't want to roll the dice for the justice system. Sure. Uh, All right, then here comes the diplomacy. Diplomacy. Roll 20 is being butts for me. A 35 plus two is a 30. You. you, You're very close to not getting that. Uh, (laughs) It's a good thing I helped. Yeah. You win win this trio over. Uh, They they kind of squint at you and they sort of laugh and they're like. Uh, we were defeated by little folk. That never let <laughs> this would happen. Um, you know, we're we're the strong Catholic people, and they're like doing like the chest pounds. Um, but we can tell you this: uh, <laughs> our Lord was mighty Machmirian. He was one of the dark giants of old. Come again, his magic and the things he's made. He's convinced all the tribes that they will rule the system again. And he has mastered all of the ancient arts. He will certainly kill you all and run rough over your tiny homes with his army. Mm. The fortunate few will become his slaves. Uh, you, you, you beat us today, but you, you won't beat them. Um, you won't beat. Machmirian will make it happen. He's almost as smooth as a talker as you, little one. Well, well, I would like to note that these are the most words you've ever said. What's up? I did. They sound like they certainly got mighty eloquent. Yeah, I just like reading off a script, little giants. (laughs) They pull. They they like awkwardly hide a little card that they had prepared ahead of time. Oh Uh, no! (laughs) Did Bob Murray write this? Did he write this (laughs) description of himself? (laughs) Maybe. Tarek Tinnis, he was the leader of our scouting party. He convinced us that you would be easy pickings and we'd all get rich. He obviously underestimated you. And he 
He paid his paid for his mistake, I think. Yeah, no, I bet this head off. Oh, they go a little bit green at the gills <laughs> on that. Um, I we don't really want to pay for that mistake as well. Um, we'll tell you everything we want to know, and I've got some bullet points here. Uh, if you have any questions about what was said, because I think you've heard the name Mock Marion before, but I don't think you know much. Right, yeah, I think we heard about Mockmarion um, from the giants at the dam, but they didn't really know, like, they'd never been into his keep, right? Uh, Barl Breakbones had been briefly to where they had But he hadn't seen anything important, right? Yeah, he hadn't seen anything important. He was... Barl was a flunky with delusions of importance. <laughs> He's important to us now. Yeah. But at least as far as Machmirian's concerned, he was a flunky with delusions of importance. Um, and this is why you should work for us instead. We're much better bosses. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look. <laughs> and they're like, look at this. There's a 401k. <laughs> there is, yeah. <laughs> well, they've got dental. <laughs> One of the giant smiles. They do. And a generous paid, <laughs> paid time off schedule as well. Oh, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> so uh i guess uh tell us about mock Marion. what are these uh ancient arts that he's he's perfected uh well i'll start with who's mock uh, he's our people's lord and leader he promised us glory and riches and although our raid didn't go so well um, that's mostly because Tarek Titus was a fool. Uh, when Machmirian travels in from the Storval Cloud, he's probably gonna take everything from you. Uh, I haven't talked, we haven't talked to him directly. Uh, we've only heard him speak from afar. Um, he is said to have incredibly potent magic access to ancient technologies and he is the rarest of us all he's a child of the stones he's mastered the magitech of the ancient lords and he says that he's they say he can turn the living into immobile stone and can turn his own flesh into granite armor i've heard he can even cause the very stones of the world to quicken and pull those who stand atop them into a tomb below the earth the most potent of his powers is the ability to send asteroids on kinetic on send asteroids to kinetically strike stationary targets through sheer force of will and i'm sure he can do much more than that hmm. well he sounds like a lot he's real important <laughs> well okay um. Anybody else have any questions? So, are we going to try to go after this guy, or are we just going to like stay in this uh, this small little village? Well, it would be bad if Machmurian came here. Look at the destruction that was caused by just his flunkies. 
Did they tell us what Montmurian wanted? What? Oh, Terratinus was trying to get rich. Terratinus was trying to get rich. Ma you didn't ask what Mockmirian wanted, just that Mockmirian instigated this attack. You don't know the reason behind the attack, because obviously if he's gathering an army, why would he send one small attack force to attack this random moon? So that's a little bit weird. That's what I want to know. Um, Mockmirian wanted us to get a stone from your lighthouse? Why? Yeah. Uh, he's stoneborn. They can talk to stones? I think you wanted to talk to your lighthouse. Uh, How are those ruins underneath? Well, they were pretty old, pretty if memory serves correctly. They were very old. Um, oh, uh, the cloud. When Machmirian comes out of the something something cloud, what, what are you talking Storval about? Storval cloud. The Storval cloud. It's like the, it's one of the Uruk clouds that's around the periphery of the star system. It's just, it's beyond, it's, it's, uh, pieces of the Storval cloud. Like there's, you know, the asteroids and the various other things like that. That's what's kept back by the skulls crossing energy barrier. So that just like random stuff doesn't come in and decimate the region. Right. And, that, right. and that's where the tribe of the Kriegogers lived. They lived in a, just a giant asteroid out in the Storfall cloud. Huh. Okay. But the Storfall cloud is massive. Yeah. Um, you... I mean, I don't want to tell you what to ask. I have bullet points here. You, you, uh, you. I mean, you don't know where Machmirian is, exactly. I believe he's been mentioned, and that it, it's mentioned that he travels fairly regularly certain places, but you don't have any specifics on that. Hmm. Um, you don't know what, where or what he's based out of exactly. Well, it sounds like he's in the cloud. <laughs> yeah, but the cloud is gargantuan, is what I'm saying. Okay. Like there, you know, like where the Kriegs were was a very identifiable thing. It was the hook. It was a massive, vaguely hook-shaped asteroid. You know. Yeah. All right. Then and do these do these giants know where Mogmarian might be? Do we ask them? You never said where is he. <laughs> Where is Mokmurian? Uh, Mokmurian has claimed a place that used to be taboo to my to our people. It's the field of black ice. He calls his command ship the Jorgen Fist. It's named after a fortress that guards the entrance to the afterlife. Our elders found the name Blasphemous, but Mokmurian is par powerful enough not to fear the Blasphemy. Yeah, that's that's a that's a big uh, power play for an up and coming as to you know dash tradition and all that. Ah, uh, yes, I take the blasphemy, and I'm more powerful than the blasphemy. Blah blah blah. Um, he he right. tends to keep Jorgen Fist within the field of black ice, but it does make some irregular appearances at various tribes locations to you know make his power known. 
Uh, and sure. we've heard that he lives deep in the bowels of the organ fist and hidden places that others are not allowed to visit. Very spooky. Um, all right. If we were to try and find this Jorgen Fist, you know, just in case this information becomes useful to us in half a book, uh, <laughs> how how uh, how would we go about finding the Jorgen Fist? Uh, most of the time, it's in the field of black ice. I I don't know the coordinates off the top of my head, but maybe you could check our ship's computers. Oh, great idea! Thanks. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that <laughs> anytime. Thumbs up. <laughs> You're all right, Steve. In spite of uh, you know the fact that we met while you were raiding my adopted home, her home, her home. <laughs> Double thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> one of the other one of the other Steves offers a giant high five to Jacinto. <laughs> Jacinto. Boop. Tiny little wig arm. Um, do you have any other questions? Anything about it? Like his forces? Any? Like I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to force feed you information, but I, I also don't want to just leave you hanging if there's not been enough handles for you to grab onto. So, um, do we need to know why he wants your lighthouse? I don't know. That is kind of weird, but like, never met a stoneborn before, you know? I don't know what he could get out of the, the lighthouse, so. Well, it, it did have those ruins underneath, right? Of the, the Rune Lord of Rhea. Way back yeah. in book one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Grog can ask about it. Alternately, Ghost has suggested that maybe lighthouses are just great conversationalists. He's lonely. That's what it is. He's just lonely. Seems unlikely. Anything else you want to know? How long until he invades again? How long until he invades? Uh, we're not sure. He said, like, so, I'm echoing through someone. I don't know who. It was me. Okay. He, uh, he said, you know, a handful of scouting parties. Uh, we were one of them, but, you know, he, he hasn't given us a timetable. I'm going to guess maybe in a month, month and a half. <laughs> The tribes are gathering their fleets. Oh, so this is pretty urgent. We we should probably do something about this soon. I mean, they've got some pretty big ships. They're smaller than the Organ Fist, but they're pretty. They've got cool names. Oh, yeah? Tell us some of them. I will. I will. Yes, please. <laughs> yes, tell us all the transponder codes, please. Oh, uh, well, there's the Black Fist. Uh, that's the capital ship of the Blackfish tribe. <laughs> We're super smart and clever. Uh, There's the Red Shield and the Nightshade. Jormun Seer. Uh, see, I was kind of hoping they would all end in fist. 
Yeah, the maid, the maiden of Minderhall, Valis Gonder, the Cranach, and the Kavar, Kavarvati. I was hoping the ship's name was, would be Steve or some variation of Steve. <laughs> honestly, you got Steve three, just... you got three Steves in front of you. These giants have been named Steve because I didn't give them names. <laughs> they're all Steves. No, they're they're, they're all spelled differently though. <laughs> So you missed the opportunity to name one of the ships Steve's Fist. <laughs> oh, that was the name of the ship you shot down. <laughs> no, that wasn't. That was that was Longtooth. That and these the ships, these ships are mostly uh, crewed by giants. It sounds like, or exclusively crewed by giants. Uh, mostly, mostly our people, but there there are some like ogres, half ogres. Some other giant kin. Um, so, where should we go besides just like freaking Leroy and go to the big bad's uh, hideout? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, Jorgen Fizz is where Mockmirian hangs out. If you want to stop Mockmirian, that's, <laughs> that's, that's where he is. And to be clear, this is where he's gathering the tribes. He's gathering the tribes in the field of black ice. He's gathering the fleets. The warships. Well, this sounds like a problem. Not just for Sandpoint, but for the entire region. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we can... Is there like... Uh, turns to Lahan. Is there like some sort of universal governing body for this region, like oversight of some kind that we could like go and talk to and say, hey, we need you to send some guys or we need your help. Who can you contribute to this? Tom's been playing Mass Effect and we're ge we're gearing up for Mass Effect 3 where we have to go through the universe and ask people for guys. So um, <laughs> that's you're muted, Nick. Uh let me do a quest for you, for you to send thousands of people to support my mission. Exactly. Mass Effect, Dragon Age, take your pick. It's true, it's like a theme. Um, but, I mean, we have the mayor of Magnamar? Right, and he banned us the last time we were in Magnamar. I don't think he's happy with us now. No, turns yeah. around. Long story. <laughs> yeah. Giving political ammunition to his opponent. That. <laughs> well, I don't think that's why. I think it was because we caused trouble, and he was like, "Well, look, you all were like seen coming and going. Yeah. So now you need to not come here." And we were like, "Well, no, this guy sucks anyway." That's not, so here's. Yeah, that's not why he banned you. He's like, "You have a soft ban. Go away for like a month, and then it'll be fine." But then, as you were leaving, you were like, "By the way," and then you just emailed all of this political ammunition to his political opponent. <laughs> yeah we did yeah we did so that that's why he's did. mad at you he wasn't really mad at you before he was just trying to cover his, his butt <laughs> what is that classy anyway uh, I think we might be the biggest bad in the vicinity <laughs> uh, I mean there there is oh, I have to go all the way back to the beginning of my notes document um You could go to the moon of Jacktheon, the city of Corvosa is there. That's a bigger city than Magnamar, but it's also 
I mean, it's in system, so it's going to take, you know, minimal amount of time to get there, but you don't know anyone there. No, but there's pirates there probably because it's Corvosa. That's meta knowledge. But, you Sorry. know, we could, we, we are now one of the largest corporations in the area. That's us, right? It's pretty good. corporators. It's a short list, Lahan. And, you know, there's also the moon of Avistan with Chelia, the cities of Cheliax and Veer. Mm, mm. Yeah, but, oh man, that's more meta knowledge. Who would have thought now knowledge of Pathfinder 2 would give me meta knowledge in our Finder game? What a tangled web we weave. Um, we can go talk to Mayor Deborah and then see what she thinks. She is our like highest authority nearby. Yeah. Um, you can do that. If you'd like to talk to the mayor, the mayor, <clears throat> the mayor will make time to talk to you. The mayor is very positively predisposed to this group and is at, as at the very least slightly positively predisposed towards Grrrr because he showed up and helped defend the town even if he's a weird nudist bear. <laughs> I am simply existing the way nature intends. Wait, does Grrrr not even have armor? No, it's, I've got a picture, right? Well, I mean, I was kind of thinking that that was like an artistic representation and you had armor on. Narratively, Grar eats eats his armor to gain the benefits of said armor. Correct. I don't know if I like that. <laughs> I was going to say, this, this, uh, I exist in a natural state is what all nudists say, comrade. I'm glad that I'm saying the right things then. <laughs> um... So yeah, you can talk to the mayor if you want to. Um, that's not going to be an issue. The, so we know Mogmarian is like gathering giants in the Storval Cloud. Is there any... Di, we have all these other big cities, but do any of them actually have jurisdiction over this area? They're do we know? basically loosely affiliated city-states is how I would look at it. <laughs> like Magnamar Station has its own like small defense force but it's not like it patrols a massive area like it took a week or two of sheriff hemlock cooling his heels trying to get the political wheel the bureaucratic wheels turning so that he could get a very small defensive force for the town that ended up not even being helpful the last time um but that was an issue you know like Sandpoint is nominally within Magnamar's sphere of influence, but it doesn't do much more than collect taxes. <laughs> Rude. What is this? What is this? The Space Metal Ages? Yes, <laughs> at least in this system. Um. Yeah. So, uh, what would you like to talk to the mayor about? Uh, hey, so, Mayor, uh, we have credible knowledge that there is, uh, that this is not the last attack, uh, by these giants, and the next one will apparently be, uh, just a whole galaxy's worse, uh, in terms of power. 
Uh, you say that, and you just see a weight settle upon this this purple bear's shoulders. <laughs> uh, also, they uh, the giants were talking about the the big bad guy wanting your lighthouse. There's some stone there. Do you know anything about that? Ah, uh, no, I don't. It's just it's the old light. It was here when we settled here. Perhaps you might want to figure out what the special thing is over there and get in somewhere else so your town doesn't get blown to little, you know, little craters and stuff. Uh, sure. I'll get right on. Delving I, I say this in full confidence, <laughs> looking completely out of place. <laughs> yeah, it's like, she's just like, yeah, sure, I'll get on delving down beneath my town to discover its secrets and then trying to relocate some either us or them definitely sounds like a great level five to eight adventure path or something <laughs> she's just looking very like glancing awkwardly at grar it's like i don't know what to deal with that guy and just focuses her attention on everyone else hmm uh, Grar sits down and scratches himself. Uh, so what would you all recommend we do? Uh, I don't know. This is a lot. This is a lot. I guess the first thing is we need to find Mock Murray and, uh, and then we need to Preferably take the fight to him, sort of try and cut the, the snake off at the head, you know? Awesome. Are you just going to fly into the lion's mouth with, with the heartbreaker guns blazing? <laughs> it's a shame we can't disguise ourselves as giants. Then we could infiltrate. Uh, when you say that... We infiltrate anyway. I was going to say, when you say that, the mayor's ears perk up. He's like, there is... There's the remains of the, the other ship that's just offshore. That's a good point. We could do that. Not a terrible plan. Fix it up. Spiff it up. I'm sure Lahan could throw something together. Or, alternatively, we could take their transponder, right? And uh, get like some sort of holographic projector. That's a thing. That is a thing. The the, yeah, uh, the severance package had it. Yeah, yeah, it did. Um, <laughs> yeah, we could hook up. We could make the heartbreaker look like that ship, which would be even easier if we have its transponder, which we do. Yeah, yeah. we could uh, disguise and ourselves too. We might be able to well, like, get inside. We don't really need to, right? If he's assembling the fleets, he's not going to look askance at another tribe showing up. That's fair. I was thinking it could be fun to disguise as giants. Do we, do we know anything about giant lore? Make a culture check. Not a clue. Oh, I'll make you a culture check. I mean, we know the giants. This will be real hard because they're not very public. Of course, you make the most difficult setting just barely. Uh, Conrad, you're not sure. Jacinto and Nick between the two of you. Uh, they're fairly tribal and insular normally. Uh, what Mockmirian is doing is definitely out of the... <laughs> Sorry, I just saw Finn's 4. 
uh, <laughs> definitely Natural out of the norm. Like Machmirian is changing the 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 giants' traditions right now. Like the tribes are usually pretty separate, doing their own thing. Honestly, the giants are relatively peaceful for the most part. It's like the ogres and the hill giant types and the half-ogres that are pretty rambunctious and piratical. The stone giants, basically, they just kind of hang out in the cloud, <laughs> which sounds real silly when we're talking about... <laughs> uh, they hang out in the Storval cloud, that sounds better, and do their own thing, you know, mining asteroids, living inside of them, you know. The, the them being warlike is is uh, is a new thing. Basically, if you didn't poke at them, they wouldn't poke at you previously. Um riled him up and he's sort of forming his own little fanatical dictatorship. Hmm. Which we obviously cannot allow to stand. No, cuz that sounds really spooky. So, <laughs> Ghost suggested oh, so you guys. Also, he's trying to take our lighthouse by force. Yeah, Ghost suggested that you get a giant-sized mecha and a holographic projector. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! No, mechas are interesting, but I don't know. Mecha fight could be fun. Yeah. We could also get some of the giant corpses and hollow them out. Sorry, Crosstalk couldn't understand what either of you said. I said four 10 foot cubes is 40 feet tall. I can be a giant. <laughs> uh, I was suggesting. Go find some giant corpses and hollow them out and use them as giant suits. Gross. I'm, I'm sorry I asked to hear yours again. I like <laughs> Nick's idea. <laughs> I heard you again and it's nope, still gross. <laughs> uh, so I can make a holographic giant um, for, for us to hide behind, around, nearby. A holographic giant that has four, you know, manservants. <laughs> I mean, you're a bear servant. Sorry, mammal servants. Grar's already naked and they have dire bears as pets. Gr Grar's golden. Dude, that's actually, actually a good point. <laughs> I'm just a giant pet. And the dire bears were large size too, so. Yeah, so he's just a dire bear. But he disguises a dire bear, I'm sure that's not even a hard check. No, that'd be real, real, real easy. And like, okay, first off, giants would definitely have dire bears as pets, and second off, giants would definitely put a little trucker hat on their dire bear pets. <laughs> They're intelligent humanoids. Dire bears are? Okay. Yeah, giants. Okay. yeah, yeah, giants. Yeah. Uh, and intelligent humanoids love putting clothes on their pets. That's true. Sure. So... What is, it is 9.30 now. Let's get a game plan for next session. What's what's your plan going forward? I know you want to, you said you want to take the fight to Machmirian. You've got an idea for the ship's holographic projector and stealing the transponder. All of that sounds great. Is there anything else that you want to do to prepare? Any shopping you want to do? Um, and, and we can talk about your level ups now because you're all level 12 and I want to know some of the new cool things that you got. 
How much money do I get? Oh, we have a bunch. You have so much. You have so Karar much. Karar has 72,597 credits right now. Grar can actually afford that shiny Mark III ability upgrade. Oh, yeah, that's true. Does Grar have 72,000? That, that's what oh, it yeah, says no, on the I had a bunch of money left over. Oh, it just updated. But for some reason, I was looking at it and I was like, that's 33,000. Yeah, Grar has a lot. Yeah, and if you had leftover credits as well, you should add that into the current wealth column of that sheet there. Um, and then you will be able to calculate. But... Uh, yeah, in terms of shopping, Asinto's going to do some some training with Artanya, get him leveled up to level 12. Now that he's level 12, sure. his friend can also be level 12. Uh, spend some credits on that. You know, go to the go to the uh, Cthulhu Nightmare Spider Gym, uh, do some workouts with Artanya, and then Jacinto's uh, probably going to buy like. One of those uh, little, well, a thing that I didn't realize until I started playing Jacinto was that you can actually buy spell gems like in combinations. So you can buy one giant spell gem that has like multiple spell gems, uh, lattices uh, worked into it. And it's really, really cool. And it's a complete, like, it feels like it's probably a needless risk because if that spell gem is taken, then all of your spell gems are gone. But it's probably fine. And it's cool and flavorful. So Jacinto is probably going to buy like a big lattice of spell gems uh, for the road. Uh, you're muted, Jet. I'm almost picturing it like a 12-sided die or something. And each side has like a rune inscribed on it. And that's a spell. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just roll over to spell you, you cast. <laughs> you better hope I don't land on line thrust mother prank. <laughs> um, did you get any cool new spells? Ah, it's so funny you ask that. I did. So I got... Uh, what did I get? I got Usurp Spell. Um, so Usurp Spell is this really neat little number that basically says, as a reaction, when somebody within 100 feet plus 10 feet per level, so, you know, anyone on the battlefield, pretty much, unless we're on that one sniper map from SFS. Uh, you, um, we don't speak of that sniper map. Oh my god, I'm sorry, I already brought it up. Uh, but you're right, we shouldn't speak of it, because it's... So, uh, as a reaction, when anybody casts a spell that I can see, um, I can cast this spell. If I do, I can attempt to dispel their spell. If I succeed, instead of dispelling, I take control, hence usurp spell. I take control of their spell and get to decide the parameters of it. So, so like, if they cast Explosive Blast, I could cast this redirect their explosive blast and center it on them which is just delicious <laughs> that's fantastic uh, yeah um, I, thanks I, I hate it <laughs> yeah one more cool one uh at third level i swapped out a spell for uh rhapsodic agus uh, rhapsodic agus uh which is very flavorful as a melophile and uh it basically uh, provides sonic resistance 5 and 10 temporary hit points to anybody within 30 feet of me. Which is a fun little, like, you know, just picturing Jacinto just uh, emanating this uh, really uh, soothing sonic aura. Uh, it's fun to me. That's so, cool. Yeah. 
And then I got a battle cry as well, because I'm a battle leader, um, as we all, including myself, forget. (laughs) Uh, And at 12th level, it is not optional, unlike many of the the tiers of this archetype. And so I took uh, Gotham as uh, for the second time, which means now I add my charisma bonus to your damage rolls for one round, uh, which is awesome because my charisma mod is plus five. So uh, when you you down an enemy for one round, uh, I can use this battle cry to give you a plus five bonus. Oh, and I can use two battle cries at once. Yeah, this was a pretty good level for Jacinto as it turns out. What's What's your theme ability? Ah, Tempered Pilgrim. I am able to, I have breadth of knowledge. I have the bread of knowledge, uh, which means I can always take 10 on skill checks. Mm, Bread. Mm, Yes. Uh, I can always take skill checks to recall knowledge, no matter the circumstances. In addition, once per day when attempting a skill check with a skill you have no ranks in, you can roll twice and take the better result, which still feels like it's that the second half doesn't feel as useful as the first half. The first half feels really great though. Cool. And I know you said you were buying that spell gem and you were leveling up Artanya. Any other cool purchases that you know of off the top of your head or is that going to be a next week thing? I've got one. Um, oh, you know, I have enough credits. Maybe I should be saving instead, but I don't think I will. Instead, I'm buying a uh, uh, pearly white spindle Aeon Stone to raise my caster level, effective caster level by another plus one. Uh, because that's important for dispel magic checks, which I'm going to want to do with usurp magic since we come across so many spellcasters. Sure, sure. Uh, Leif, what about you? Uh, What'd you get at 12? It's a level 12 soldier, so nothing exciting. The one the one spell that every soldier should take at level uh, 12 spell feet. Um, penetrating attack. Nice. What about your... Th- what do, what do you get? Uh, you're a themeless, so what do you get for that? Uh, nothing exciting, I assure you. Any cool purchases you're going to make? Um, haven't thought about it. Okay. Well, we'll I'll, I'll question you about that next time. Uh, Lapis. Anything cool about Finn at level 12? Uh, I got a new stellar revelation. I haven't picked which one I want yet, though. Mm. Any Any big purchases? Uh, I got new armor. I, I think that was uh, before. I don't know if that was before the last session we played or between them, but I got nice armor now. Nice, nice. You're, I mean, you're <laughs> sitting on so much money. Uh, yeah, I need to go eyeball some things in the cool. shop. I also would like somebody to help me like fix my sheet because allegedly it's not done right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm new to World 20 for anybody viewing uh, i'm really not good at digital seats uh, it's fine we'll we'll get it taken care of what about lahan nick uh let's see lahan at level 12 uh picked up recalibrate weapon which is kind of fun and get me that little bit of extra i found myself often needing that little bit of extra range um so that'll be a good well as if you know i didn't have enough things to do with my actions darn mechanics um, and, uh, my 12th level tinker ability is dimorphic crafting. Um, basically I can make those polyfluid items that we saw in Threefold Conspiracy. Oh, I can change from one thing to another. That's cool. Uh, 
it is pretty cool. So I might have to do something with that and all these credits. You know, yeah. maybe I'll maybe I'll make this uh, Frostmaw Roar class guide and turn into something something else that doesn't do cold. Yeah, give you a very damage type. I mean, you're going to be storming a fortress of these cathodic lunar giants. You've run into them enough. You know that they have a certain amount of resistance to fire and cold. Yeah, so maybe I'll do like, there's, a, I think there's a uh, Sonic one coming up here on the, oh yeah, yes. 13th level Sonic damage, five to six. Mm, yes. Tasty. Uh, so possibly you're gonna be splurging your credits on that Sonic rifle. Anything else that you've been eyeing? I mean, if I do that, that's like everything I've got. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. And Conrad and Grar, what happens at level 12 for a Vanguard? Not anything super exciting. Um, he does get another D6 on his Entropic Strike. Um, he gets uh, a new Aspect Catalyst, which mine is Exergy. Uh, and the Aspect Catalyst for that is, please hold. It's an AoE thing. Um, so each, it's an ability I have that makes each foe within 30 feet must attempt a 42 saving throw. On a failed save, a creature takes an initial 1d6 damage per two Vanguard levels from the next damaging attack that hits it within the next minute. So damaging attack from anyone. Um, so um, 1d6 damage per two Vanguard levels is I can make everything around me take 66 extra damage from the next damaging attack that hits it. Um, which seems super situational, right? But like, um, there's definitely potential there. Yeah, there's a yeah, lot of potential there. I got a discipline which uh, I chose break call, which means I take half ball damage and avoid landing prone. Again, situational, but like all these disciplines, like um, either I'm not going to remember to use them or they just don't seem very good. Sure, sure. That's my number one problem with Starfinder, by the way. Like, I've got 50 abilities, and I just cannot keep them straight. Yeah, no, mm -hmm. I get that. Um, he, uh, Gar is enjoying his ability crystal Mark III. Uh, he came in with a whole bunch of money, and then he spent a whole bunch of money to get himself plus two to Constitution, Dexterity, and Strength. Nice. So he is just a little bit more physically perfect. Sure. Every single um, No, but that's it for me. That's that's all great. And the Heartbreaker, Transponder Code, you're getting that holographic, uh, I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head for the ship. Anything else you're doing to that ship? You're now level 12 and you have access to a shipyard. Yeah, some things will happen to it. Uh, yeah. We might we might swap out our deflector shields for like regular shields if we're going if we're going up against like a Jorgen fist. Uh, <laughs> we probably we, we we probably don't want to be flying by the seat of our pants. Deflector shields are great and all, but you can't beat just four hundred twenty shield points in four arcs. I mean, the thing is, is do you want to fight the Jorgen fist because the scout ship was a destroyer? <laughs> Yeah, we probably don't. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I mean, if we get into hot water, yeah, yeah, yeah I'd no, still I, rather I get, have I get that. Point. I just wanted to make sure. I was like, are, is your plan to try and fight an entire fleet? Nah, <laughs> no, no. No, I think I'm our plan is to be sneaky and run if they, if a fight starts, right? Good. Yeah, oh, yeah. So are you going to take the afterburner that just ends starship combats? 
we That's can, a good plan. Yeah. We, we can do that. I can I can build the heartbreaker to be as, you know, sneaky and running running away me as possible. I mean, you uh, have it, full access to the Valdemar yard and you have about a month to a month and a half of time to prep in game. And and Lahan's so, engineering skills. <laughs> so you could do a total like Take the heartbreaker down to the frame and rebuild it from the ground up. All right, that's probably what we'll do. Um, <laughs> and don't forget, you've got Endbringer components in it now, which I love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I ca I can't remember what we did with that. Uh, I think it just increased the aesthetic, and then I told you uh, that you now had the option. Should it be something that you want to explore, you can have a big red button because the Endbringer has a ship form and a, and a humanoid form. That's right. We could yes, turn the Heartbreaker into a transforming mecha if we wanted. Uh, yeah, that's, But that's I need bad. advance warning because I need to read the mecha rules if we do that anytime. Absolutely not. If we turn it into a mecha and we have a holographic projector, can it look like a living giant? I would say yes, because that's hilarious. <laughs> be a pretty Ooh. big giant, though. Starships are pretty big. Yeah, it would be. You'd be like a titan, <laughs> which is Fair. pretty badass. Still very Ooh. cool. Yes. Definitely. We'll have to. We'll have to talk about this. Plan it out. Yeah. Uh, I was shopping. Uh, I'm buying myself some biosynthetic nanites as well. Oh, those are great. Gus loved those. Those are fantastic. Yeah, it does seem like a very Gus thing, doesn't it? <laughs> those are fantastic. I did not regret that purchase at all. That kept me alive at the very end quite a bit. So can I just like use them whenever I want to, or is it like once every so often? Uh, as long as you have not activated the fast healing on them, you just have to spend the, I think, swift action of the resolve point to do it. Okay. But once you've triggered that fast healing, you got to wait until you do a 10 minute rest, I believe. So every round I can restore 68 hit points as long as I have resolve points. That's huge. That's that is huge. huge. Okay. Yeah, wow. Yeah, you're saying, I'm sorry. No, 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 you're fine. Uh, anything else game wise, you guys, any plans you have? Like, I, I want information, and I know it's going to be a tiny bit early, and this was basically all role-playing but i love that stuff that's um, fine any scenes you want to have real real quick any 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 cool fun things that you've got planned um nothing that i planned so we should have at some point um Gror needs to get diagnosed by jacinto to try oh, to figure yeah. out why he teleports every like 512 days yeah yeah so that will be that that's definitely a scene that happens is you know Jacinto will uh after after all the kerfuffle probably like before we even go talk to the giants uh this happens because uh Jacinto is very curious um so yeah I guess if we want to do it sure now, we can do it now. yeah Jacinto will uh find Grar uh out where is Grar? Where does Jacinto find Grar? Grar is uh, fishing bear style out of the river. Ah. 
Um, at this point, has Grar accepted the uh, the sort of invitation into the the group chat, as it were, for the tele the telepathy? That's a good question. Uh, let's say no. Yeah, that's fair. Um, even as I was saying it, I don't even know if Jacinto would like necessarily invite him in just yet because, like, you know, we only just met. Yeah. Um, so Jacinto will instead call out across the river and say, uh, hey, Grar. Uh, I look up and wave a big old bear paw and go back to fishing. Uh, I I had some questions for you uh, regarding, you know, how you got here and, you know, maybe, thought maybe we could figure it out. Uh, uh, some research. research. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I told you this, but um, every 512 standard solar days, I will teleport to some other completely random part of the universe. Uh, by my reckoning, I've got about 33 days remaining before I have over. Um, so, yeah, you, you seem to know a thing or two about uh, magical, mystical things. Maybe you can figure out exactly what's going on here. Uh, yeah. Um, wait, you said 512 days, but you only have, like, 30 days. Why only 30 days? You just teleported here. No, 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 you, you summoned me from the plane of Earth. What were you doing there? Um, I got teleported there. Thank you, random teleportation. I've been in the plane of Earth for the last 480-something days before I got here. And let me tell you, this place is magical compared to there. Have you ever been to the plane of Earth? It is like, it is desert and sand and all that stuff. And it is awful. Sounds very dry. Yeah, yeah, it is absolutely, it's, it's very parching. I shouldn't have been able to survive there, but whatever. I'm not going to argue with, you know, not dying. You seem to be a pretty hardy guy. Uh, you know, all that, the, the entropy that you uh, you wield and stuff. So that's, that's pretty, true. probably something to explain it away. Um, okay, so, hey, 32 days, huh? That doesn't give me a ton of time, but... 33. Ah, uh, 33. Thank you. Um, well, now we're saved. Um, so... I guess, like, what? When did this start happening? Um. So I, I ate some sort of like shiny rainbowy thing back in my original planet of murmur, and then every every time I just you know, every so often I teleport somewhere. Also started burping rainbows. I'm not quite sure why that's happening either. Yeah, I wasn't. I I was interested in that as well. Uh, the rainbows are lovely. But they are. If I didn't know better, I would say someone was playing a joke on me, but. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I heard Caleb. Uh, what's his name? Caden Kayleen? I heard he might have played. Caden Kayleen? I think he might have come back recently or something like that. Um, uh, so who's that? Ah, uh, he's this this old old god from uh, old Galarian, uh, famously drunk all the time. He in fact became a god because he got so drunk one time. Um, but, but is that the secret of divinity? Or, I'm sorry, you're saying. Go ahead. 
anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, on the topic of like playing tricks and stuff, I figure, you know, sometimes he likes to play tricks on people, I think. Uh, I'm not up on my old Galarian gods, but um, I guess that's, that's interesting. You ate a shiny thing. And yeah, let me let me uh, examine you. I guess let's do mysticism, Jet, to sort of. I want to roll mysticism for for Weird Bear. Um, I you are muted, but I assume you're giving me the affirmative. Yeah, I said sure. I said I, this does not seem like a disease. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ooh, how's a thirty-one do ya? Ah. Uh... You're not, I think you get a little bit of information about what's going on, but not everything figured out because the difficulty, uh, I gave you the difficult skill DC. So Conrad, in your head, how does this work? What information would you like to feed to Jacinto? Um, so Jacinto does the whole doctor thing, like pulls out a little stethoscope, you know, like uh, puts it over his heart, taps it, you know, taps a certain once or twice. Uh, uh, I, my stomach grumbles a bit, and um, Hacinto feels a small bit of magical energy. Uh, he feels like it's um, Fey in origin, um, but he's not quite sure about the specifics of what or why or how. Huh. But he's he's pretty sure there's some sort of Fey magic coming from inside the bear. All right. Now so, I have a question. Oh, sorry. Well, the uh, Cinta will just you know relay this to to Grar and ponder at the fact that it is uh, Fey in origin. Uh, Grar is a little bit incredulous. Like you're you're telling me I'm a Fey? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm telling you that you're probably right. Somebody was playing a trick on you, or. Either way, uh, it's probably related to the Fae, uh, either because somebody played a trick on you or you ate something you definitely shouldn't have, and now you're cursed. Uh, one uh, of the two, although it doesn't feel very cursy. Well, I did. I do definitely eat things I shouldn't quite a lot of the time. Um, I have a question for about Grar, Conrad. Has Grar, yeah, Grar, has Grar tried anything in the past to try and delay the jump or halt the jump or has Grar just sort of accepted that it's happening? The first couple times, yes. Uh, Grar's since just accepted it's going to happen. Like it's, it, you know, fate or inevitable or something like that. Um, okay. Like what, well, what, what have you this, tried? Um, he's tried going to a healer, but keep in mind, like, Grar was pretty low level at the start of this happening, right? Like he didn't have a whole lot of money he doesn't have a whole lot of friends or connections because, you know, he kind of a loner most of the time and jumping every so often doesn't really help matters either. Uh, so it's he's had like level one and two and three mystics and clerics take a look. But like, I think Asinto is by far the most uh, powerful and knowledgeable mystic to take a look at what he's going through. Sure, sure. Um, Rainbow Stone equals Faye Childum. Um, That's Faye. Yeah, um, I think Jacinto, you suspect that if you give yourself some time and you pick the right set of spells or rituals, you could possibly delay the jump or maybe even prevent it from happening. Like maybe like 
I almost want to say like power cycle it, like trick it into thinking that the jump happened. If that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah. Yes, it does. Um, but that okay. that you're not quite sure yet. You, you you're gonna have to noodle on that for a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Sento says that with. Uh, all right. So I I don't know for certain. He'll he'll look uh, Grar you know dead in the eyes. If I could stop this, I presume that's something you would want me to do. Um, yes. Okay, good. Just, just, so we're all on the same page here. Let, let, let me tell you something. Like, you all are wonderful, and you all seem very, uh, great sentient beings of, of various shapes and sizes, but I just want to go home. I hear that. Uh, yeah. So, yes. I would be happy to, uh, help you with this, Grar. Uh, I'll need a little bit of time, um... Gonna be some trial and error, but at the very least, our first goal is to delay the jump, or or sort of trick your body into thinking that the jump happened already. So, yeah, that's step one. Okay, let's give it a shot. And we work on that over the month of time that yeah. we have here. Yeah, the thirty-three um, days. Yeah, I mean, it might not take a full 33 days to refit the ship, but however long you spend, like Nick uh, Nick and her family, or not Nick, wow, Lahan and her family, like rebuilding and refitting the ship, um, you and Grar can be working on this problem. It'd probably be a couple of weeks, I imagine, because you're doing probably a very extensive overhaul on the ship. Um, and we'll... Uh, We'll we'll get that. You'll extend you'll extend that jump. Um, I don't think it, I'm going to require any sort of resources or anything like that. You've you've got boatloads of money. You've got the backing of a very wealthy family. You've got boatloads of magical abilities at your disposal at this point. And if you if it's a spell that you don't have, you could just get a spell gem. So like yeah. this can this can happen, yeah. Um, so I think you I think you can buy Grar some time. I don't necessarily know that it's the it's the full five hundred and twelve days or whatever, but you've oh, yeah. definitely expended it extended it by you know probably a few months at the very least. Another book of the AP or so. Yeah, yeah. probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cool, cool, cool. And I hope you guys had an, an okay time tonight. I know Leif was probably Leif looked like you might have been bored out of your mind, and I apologize. There was nothing for Ava to murder. Uh, That's all right. There, there are some sessions like that. And I'm very exa- excited. Lapis showed up. That was great. Missed I fixed my questions. webcams. That's good. I unscrewed them and I fiddled with the cords, and I've got two working webcams. Oh, nice. Hook them both, splice them together, and then have like. <laughs> you'll see me from a million angles it'll be cool um, so I'd like to thank first of all my players uh, second Paizo uh, for this fantastic AP and this book which is this book specifically is courtesy of 
I have it. Wolfgang Bauer. That's a that's a pretty bad 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 in a good way name. Uh, <laughs> Leif. Trying not to curse there, Jay. Yeah, trying trying to do better. Uh, Thank you for running the audio, Leif. And who do we have to thank today? Absolutely. As always, we're thanking Alex Productions and Lo-Fi Girl for the sweet, sweet tunes we had today. Sweet, sweet tunes. They are sweet. Um, What do we have happening this Sunday, Nick? Oh, that's me. I'm in charge of the Sunday game. Uh, This week on Sunday, episode two of Strength of Thousands, Public Service, our... Murder academics, as I like to lovingly call them, they're not going to be murder academics, I should hope, are going to enter their perquisite and do some public service to um, before they formally start their classes at the Magambia, which will mean they get to know some more folks around campus um, and show off some of those fancy character skills they've got. I am so ready to service the public. <laughs> I'm so excited. It sounds lewd when you say it that way. Yeah, I'm just. That's what I was thinking. I wasn't going to say anything, though. I'm super excited. I want to hang out with my little origami frog sock, Reginald. Uh, It's going to be great. (laughs) No one better beat up. No one better beat up Reginald. (laughs) I can't promise Megara won't eat him. (laughs) Well, Megara better not be in my room without permission. (laughs) (laughs) Unsupervised. uh and then Are, is this gonna be a, is this gonna be a thing where you guys are like pulling pranks on each other in each other's dorm rooms probably okay, i'm making notes we've talked about this yeah probably uh then next week we will hopefully be <laughs> infiltrating the field of black ice and jorgen fist hopefully and we'll be getting some more deets on the heartbreaker i imagine uh with the rebuild and any especially cool purchases that you make in the week following this. Uh, thank you for our theme song, Tom. I don't thank you enough for that. I've kind of forgotten about that, and I apologize. I've totally forgotten about it until anybody ever brings it up, so uh, you're welcome. <laughs> if you want to contact us, we've got nonstandardaction at gmail.com. You can also join our Discord. The link is below if you're watching us on twitch and or youtube YouTube. and you know we're we're okay you know we're generally friendly and like to say good morning uh and you can ask questions we're amazing (laughs) yeah yeah um and i'm going to give my usual icebreaker plea feel free to ask us questions for me to me and nick to ask the players uh they are on the welcome channel and the feedback channel and i believe the feedback channel in particular they're pinned but the welcome channel they're just the link is right there on the big old list and i think it's time to say goodbye everybody goodbye everyone bye everybody bye, everybody. bye. bye.